Thanks for listening to this Anchor Podcast produced by Cave Media for Great Commission Ministries. Please subscribe to this program available on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Kingdom Hero Blogcasts in your podcast provider and hit the follow button. To read printed versions of these blogs, go to KingdomHeroBlog.com. That's KingdomHeroBlog.com. If you'd like to send in questions or comments, go to KingdomHeroBlog.com slash contact. That's KingdomHeroBlog.com slash contact. And submit your questions or comments in the contact form. Again, thanks so much for listening, and please share this podcast with others. Welcome, everyone, to another Kingdom Hero Blogcast. Lies. We have to combat them every day, it seems. Lies about our Christian beliefs, lies about our personal beliefs. When the world is constantly calling evil good and good evil, is it even worth our time and effort to keep up the fight? Stay with me, folks. I'm Stace Massingill, and I'm just saying. travesty of abortion has been accepted in our society for many decades and it surely breaks the heart of God as it should break all of our hearts. Within the scope of the law, feelings do not matter at all. You cannot legislate based on emotion. There are those who are attempting to turn people's reliance away from God and back onto government. We need to view the actions of our government and its leaders through a very specific lens. Does what they do benefit we the people, or does it benefit them? We have to guard our hearts and stay rooted in the Word of God in order to recognize all the clever tricks of the enemy. If you've been listening to my show for a while, you probably noticed a slightly different format here. Hope you enjoy it. I'm trying to make things a little more updated for you. Well, let's get right to it. In previous episodes, I have mentioned how we are best to avoid getting into futile arguments with those who don't really want to listen. And the Bible even speaks of not casting your pearls before swine. This is a metaphor, of course, warning us of the uselessness of bringing a word to those who would automatically reject it. It's an important lesson for anyone, but especially to us as followers of Christ. We don't need to argue with those who rail against us when we know they aren't listening to a word we say. It's a waste of breath, and our time and efforts should be used more wisely. But is that to mean that we ought never to argue our side? Perhaps not for the sake of argument, but shouldn't we stand up for our beliefs and defend what we know to be true and just? It seems that today, many Christian believers have been cowed into thinking that they should remain silent. We might offend someone. We may be viewed as radical or intolerant. Oh no, we don't want to be guilty of forcing our beliefs on others. But isn't that exactly what those who would belittle our faith do? They insist that we go along with what they believe because they see our beliefs as extreme or antiquated. In the face of injustice, we had better be ready to stand up and be heard. If we don't speak out against the injustices around us, we are instead being pretty much complicit. If we aren't striving to right the wrongs we see, then we must ultimately share a part of the blame. Remember the famous quote, Evil prevails 
when good men do nothing. Be aware that there are many who twist this concept into a devious attempt to force people to go along with their self-proclaimed righteous movement. For example, those in the BLM organization often bully others into falling in line with them, saying, if you don't support BLM and you refuse to say Black Lives Matter with us, then you are a racist. Now, this is manipulation, which I've called out before and I've talked about as being evil and never, ever a tactic of the righteous. This skewed sense of morality isn't moral at all. While we're on the topic, let's talk about the BLM movement for a moment. Fear tactics and manipulation have been used to scare white people, especially, into going along with them. The name of their organization itself is a clever turn of words designed to make anyone who disagrees with them out to be against black people. If you don't agree with Black Lives Matter, then you must not believe that black lives do indeed matter. And this is the devious trick at the heart of the movement. Now, personally, I don't know anyone who values anyone's life over another based solely on skin color. And as I've said before, lives have no color, but skin does. We are all of one race, the human race. But those who can only see skin color will see racism everywhere when they are the ones being truly racist. Besides that, when you look closely at what the BLM mission statement says, no Christian anywhere should be aligning themselves with this group. Here's what Marcellus Wiley had to say about that very thing on his show. I don't know how many people really look into the mission statement of Black Lives Matter, but I did. And when you look into it, there's a couple things that jump out to me. Two things. My family structure is so vital and important to me. Not only the one I grew up in, but the one I'm trying to create right now. Being a father and a husband, that's my mission in life right now. How do I reconcile that, what I just told you, with this mission statement that says, quote, we dismantle the patriarchal practice. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement. When I know statistics, when I know my reality, forget statistics. I knew this before I even went to Columbia and saw these same statistics that I'm going to read to you right now. That children from single parent homes versus two parent homes. The children from the single parent homes, this is in 1995 I was reading this. Five times more likely to commit suicide. Six times more likely to be in poverty. Nine times more likely to drop out of high school. Ten times more likely to abuse chemical substances. Fourteen times more likely to commit rape. Twenty times more likely to end up in prison. And 32 times more likely to run away from home. I knew that. You know why I knew it? Because a lot of my friends didn't have family structures that were nuclear like mine. And they found themselves outside of their dreams and goals and aspirations. So, among other things, the BLM mission statement clearly indicates that they are fully against the nuclear family and what they call the patriarch. In other words, they see no need for the traditional structure of a family with both a father and a mother. One of the biggest societal problems facing all families today, but especially black families, is the absence of a father in the home. BLM rejects the patriarch, the very idea that a strong male role model is necessary. And we see time after time where children with no dad are statistically more likely to encounter all kinds of problems in life. 
And to make things even worse, leftist organizations like BLM aren't living up to their own hype. The very name of uh, BLM says that Black Lives Matter, but they seem to be seriously lacking when it comes to acting like every black life matters to them. How about the millions of aborted black babies? Margaret Sanger, a known bigot, established Planned Parenthood to literally eradicate the black population. But all those black lives who were extinguished through abortion, where's the outrage by BLM? Where are they? Didn't those innocent little pre-born black lives matter to them? No, of course not. The poverty and sad conditions of black communities is a great source of, well, for rhetoric from the left, but has any of the millions of dollars donated to BLM found its way into those communities to help them? Again, the answer is no. And this is where we have to be unafraid to stand up, speak out, and make the truth known. This is why I very much love Candace Owens and the work she is doing to spread truth to people about the lies of the left, which has kept a large part of the black population dependent upon government for decades. Listen to what she has to say. The truth is that this is all by Democrat design. Our inner cities are all by Democrat design, like Chicago, like Baltimore, and like Detroit. They have been run by Democrats for decades. We have been made to believe that the conditions in our cities are normal. We're supposed to turn a blind eye to the corruption, to the crime, to the gangs, and instead focus on what our media deems of more importance. We are instead told that we should be focusing on white people. We're supposed to be reactive and angry and fearful about white supremacy when in fact it is liberal supremacy that is harming our communities. I say this all the time, you show me a neighborhood where there are liberal policies that reign supreme, and I will show you a neighborhood where black Americans are struggling in this country. For decades, we have been disrespected by the Democrats. We have empowered their party, lined the pocket of their politicians, and we have gotten positively nothing in return for our blind allegiance and faithfulness. Now, if we don't expose the truth, as Candace is doing, and support the efforts of those like her who are speaking out the cold, hard reality in the face of the more popular lies out there, then what are we doing? There are so many people who fall for those lies because they're so prevalent today. When lies are repeated enough times, they become taken as truth, but that's politics. And again, Christians can't ignore issues just because those issues are political. Hey everyone, we'll get back to the show in a moment. I just want to take this opportunity to quickly remind you that you can follow my podcast on multiple platforms right now. We are hosted on Anchor, but you can also find us on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and the list is always growing. Just go to your favorite podcast provider and type in a search for Kingdom Hero Blogcast. That's Blogcast, B-L-O-G-C-A-S-T. I know, I made up the word. It's okay. Go to the page and hit the follow button. As always, I thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you will share this podcast with others by posting a link to our podcast page on your social media page. 
Help us spread the truth. All right, welcome back to the show. We're today talking about uh, fighting against the lies that are out there, fighting the narrative, and is it actually worth our time and effort? Is it worth the fight? Well, the mainstream media promotes a web of lies every single day, and it's no wonder so many people believe it. And most higher learning institutions teach the same liberal garbage to young minds, so it's no wonder our youngest generation of voters fall prey to the mainstream narrative. Trump is a racist. So are Republicans. America is evil and was built on the backs of slaves. All this divisive tripe is pumped into our nation's youth, and when they go to the polls, they act on it. Here's an interview with one such young woman on a college campus. You know, all of the candidates, like, are pretty, like, there's, like, pros and cons to a lot of them. It, there's still a lot. What's a pro about Donald Trump? Mm. I mean, I guess, like, what he has going for him is that he's been president for four years. But That's like, not a pro. What's think, a pro? What's a, a policy? The first step act, which was the first reasonable step to criminal justice reform that's been passed in the last 20 years. I wasn't aware that he did that. I mean, quite frankly, everything I hear on the news about him, like, you know, personally, like, he's not my candidate of choice. I didn't vote for him in 2016. I have no intention of voting for the incumbent. <laughs> she has no clue about the positive things that Trump has done for the black community because she never heard it. None of her college professors were going to acknowledge something good that the president had done. And you heard her say she was just going by all the negative stuff she heard on the news. She believed the lies. And so Trump just isn't her candidate, she says. But now here's a young black woman whose name I unfortunately don't know. And she decided one day to ignore everything she was being told about Donald Trump and to do her own research. I love it. Listen to this. People told me that Donald Trump was racist. I never heard Donald Trump's voice on my own. They told me that he wanted to keep black people down, that he wanted to stop, you know, uh, uh, low-income families, that his agenda was all wrong, and I never heard his voice for myself, and I believed it. I was upset, I was mad, I was angry, and I didn't like Donald Trump, and I didn't support him. My older brother supports Donald Trump, and for, you know, um, the beginning of this year, what I decided to start doing, I decided to say, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to neglect everything that I've ever been told, and I'm going to go do my own due diligence. I'm going to go and find out who Donald Trump is for myself. I started off with the videos that speaks that he that where he was young, young Donald Trump. He has a, a video on YouTube that he's speaking about road to presidency. And it speaks from when he was a, a, like in his 20s and 30s and 40s on Oprah Winfrey show, uh, all of these different shows that he ended up being on. And he's, you know, talking about how he cares about the United States, how he cares about the veterans, how he's tired of seeing us being ripped off and taken advantage of. He's sharing his heart about how he feels about this country. So he has, you know, give, given his heart. He has shown that he cares about this, about this, uh, about the United States and that he cares about African-American people. He's, all of the things they say, oh, he never denounced the KKK. Yes, he did. They cut everything that man say. They tear all of his words into pieces just to deceive us. And it's like the evidence is right there. There, everything is on you anybody want to know anything about Donald Trump go find out about the man on YouTube for yourselves Donald Trump has done amazing things for our community and I don't know why these people are coming out and trying to bash him 
We've all known Donald Trump and have always loved Donald Trump and respect him as being a billionaire, expect, respect him for being someone who's always been good with black people. Now that he comes out and he's actually trying to better our community, we have Democrat people who are planning different things in the heads of our people to cause us not to succeed because their whole agenda is to keep us down. It's, they don't want us to succeed. They don't want us to have our own businesses. They don't want us to write those books. They don't want us to do for ourselves. They basically want us to continue to rely and depend on them and it's hurting our people. Donald Trump actually has the right idea, the right heart and the right mind to basically help our people. And I just really, really, really want African American people definitely between the BLM, BLM, our Black uh, Lives Matter, money is going to Democrat parties. It's not helping anywhere in any community doing nothing for our people whatsoever. Focusing on the truth and this is the thing, this, this generation is a generation that wants to listen to lies. Let's stop the lies. Let's listen to truth. Don't allow ourselves to be deceived by anything. We have to be willing to accept what is true and do your due diligence, do your research. It's plenty of things out there and let's let Donald Trump get these next, you know, four years. Just see what it is that he can basically do for our community. I'm excited about it. Yes, and we can hear that excitement in her voice. So because her older brother supported Trump, she decided, hey, I'm going to check this guy out for myself. She discovered who the man really is, and she found out that she had been lied to by people all this time, including the media. Now, did you hear what she said? She said, this is a generation that wants to believe lies. Man, she nailed it right there. People living in darkness don't want the light, and there are those who will outright reject the truth for a lie. And once she learned the truth, she was set free by it. She was no longer angry about all the bad stuff she had once thought was true. And she she's excited to share the truth with others. And she's also excited about the future, which is not what the left wants at all. Now, as you know, recently in the news, uh, longtime Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away did you happen to notice the difference in how those on the right and those on the left took the news? Conservatives, by nature of being conservative, were mostly reserved and respectful in their response to this woman's death, even though throughout her career, Judge Ginsburg stood on the side of abortion being a right of the mother to extinguish the life of her unborn child. Despite many other differences of opinion, conservatives were polite and refrained from any divisive talk. Liberals, on the other hand, use this woman's death as a reason to lash out against their political opponents. Many of them only viewed Ginsburg's passing as a political setback, knowing that the president would be nominating a conservative judge to fill the vacant seat. Now, of course, that is his duty. As president, he is required by the Constitution to pick a replacement nominee, and the Senate is required to vote on whether or not that nominee should be installed to the Supreme Court. Oh, but it's an election year, and the left is rallying against Trump, saying the seat should not be filled until after the election. Indeed, they want him to forego his lawful job as president, and they want the next president to pick the nominee um that's assuming a bit much though isn't it i mean that that argument assumes that trump will lose the election yes and it also goes against everything we know historically about keeping nine justices on the supreme court of the united states we know that if the roles were reversed the democrats would not hesitate for a second to place a liberal judge in that open seat 
and they know it too. Naturally, they have to attack whomever he nominates. And who was his pick? Roll tape. Now we gather in the Rose Garden to continue our never-ending task of ensuring equal justice and preserving the impartial rule of law. Today, it is my honor to nominate one of our nation's most brilliant and gifted legal minds to the Supreme Court. She is a woman of unparalleled achievement, towering intellect, sterling credentials, and unyielding loyalty to the Constitution, Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Just, just listen to the, listen to that applause. Okay, Trump brings in Judge Barrett, and by the way, she's another brilliant and battle-tested female justice. And without fail, the left zeroed in on her. I mean, right away, they attacked her adoption of minority children. They attacked her, of course, because well, just because she's Trump's choice and she's conservative. Then they claim that this was some awful tactic of the president to help do away with Obamacare. They made it a political issue as though if she's in, health care is out. Now, here is Trump's press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, with a response to that. Well, let me say this first and disentangle this issue. One, uh, the president would never ask his nominee to prejudge a case. So he would never ask Amy Coney Barrett or any of his nominees uh, to look at a case and tell him how they would come down. That aside, what I can say about the president and health care is his record says it all. When you really dig into this, and I understand the Democrats uh, may not be looking at the president's health care record because they want to deny this is the health care president. They don't want to bring to light what happened with Obamacare. The facts bear out that under Obamacare from 2013 to 2017, premiums were going up. Drug costs were going up. President Trump comes in 2017 on, premiums come down. Drug costs come down for the first time in 50 years. And you had health care monopolies in a lot of these states, these exchanges with one single Obamacare plan. President Trump has expanded choice, and he's done this by dismantling Obamacare and bringing us better, more affordable health care. <laughs> you know, I didn't know if Sarah Huckabee Sanders could ever be topped as the White House spokesperson, but Kaylee McEnany is... Uh, well, she's simply amazing at it. Okay, we're going to wrap up today's show in just a moment. But first, I want to ask you a question. Do you like this podcast? You know, in addition to sharing it with others, you can also drop me a line. I would love to hear from you and know that you're out there, you're listening, and that you enjoy the show. Please, I highly encourage you, go to KingdomHeroBlog.com slash contact. Again, that address is KingdomHeroBlog.com slash contact. Use the contact form on that webpage to send me your comments or question. Who knows? I might even make reference to something you sent me in a future podcast. Once more, go to KingdomHeroBlog.com slash contact. That's KingdomHeroBlog.com slash contact and send me your feedback today. Okay, let's bring all this home now and talk about why all of this matters. I know some of you who have been tracking with me for a while now may say, whoa, why are you all of a sudden getting more political than before? And it is true, that for the most part, that you know my videos and 
blogs and podcasts have steered away from these types of things in the past. But I have always believed in fighting back against lies with the truth. Sometimes that truth is about topics that are universal in nature. Sometimes it's strictly a topic of religious or relational nature. Sometimes it's controversial. There comes a time when we have to step out of our churches and into our community and say, enough is enough. Now, you can't call yourself a Christian while you sit back and let the neighborhood burn to the ground. And we literally have people on the far left calling for anarchy in America. We've already seen violence and destruction in cities across the country. As I've said before, these aren't just political issues. These are moral issues. We have a responsibility to the truth to debunk the lies. We have a responsibility to those before us to maintain the liberty they fought and died for. We have a responsibility to generations to come to protect that freedom. We have a responsibility to those who can't speak for themselves, like the unborn, to speak out on their behalf. And we have a responsibility to those who live in the bondage of darkness to bring the light of truth to them and set them free. If we shirk those responsibilities, what good are we? I'm going to leave you with this final word from Jim Caviezel, amazing actor. We all know him. He's best known from uh, his portrayal of Jesus Christ in The Passion of the Christ. Now, during an interview recently on Fox and Friends, he gave this stirring speech, quoting some things that the late President Ronald Reagan had said. Jim offered this. Also, he said, now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson in history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is a specter our well-meaning Christian liberal friends, our, our be priests, bishops, and pastors refuse to face. That their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives us no choice between peace and war, only between fight and surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we will have to face the final demand, the final ultimatum. And what then? When Satan has told the people of this world, he knows what our answer is going to be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of his cold war, and someday when the time is right to deliver his final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary because you see by then we will have been so weakened from within, spiritually, morally, economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better read than dead, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war. Because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know it and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Ridge have refused to fire the shot heard around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools in our beloved dead who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis did not die in vain. Where then lies the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all, that you and I have the courage to tell our enemies there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond wow. which evil must yeah. not advance. In the words of True. Reagan, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. Strong words. And oftentimes that's what truth is, precisely. Strong words. We can no longer appease and accommodate and retreat because by doing so, we are surrendering to the enemy. We must be unafraid 
We must be righteous, and we must speak out. I'm Stace Massingill, and I'm just saying. Thanks for listening. Check out my website, KingdomHeroBlog.com. That's KingdomHeroBlog.com. Share with others, and also leave a comment on the contact page of the site. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, you should try to live peaceably with man, but you got to give the devil hell.